Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How was your time in Oman? <laughs> I, was at, I was at the airport for four hours. I drank two beers. It cost me £25. Worth it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. And I'm Ed. And this episode is Oman. <clears throat> Omen. Omen. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Straight off. Done. I'm surprised you didn't do it, to be fair. I Either of you just wasn't aimed at. It was the, the lowest hanging fruit. Well, and you did it last week. <laughs> I as did. Well. <laughs> what, was the la- what was last week? You were like, oh, man. Oh, when, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I already made the joke then, Ed. Yeah, but uh, it's <laughs> a new week, maybe new listeners, people who've not heard us before. I was trying to think if you made a Paraguay joke, but I don't think Paraguay really... It only works with possible. Uruguay. We'll get to that later. When we go to Uruguay. Yeah. Uh, also known as the Sultanate of Oman. Not Uruguay, Oman, obviously. Um, <laughs> it's, been a long, it's been a long week. Bank holiday happened. Exhausting. Um, I walked up some waterfalls. Not up physically up some waterfalls, but on a waterfall walk. Sounds slippery. Uh, it, well, it's been pretty dry in South Wales recently. Um, so the waterfalls, they weren't gushing. When um, me and Kev went to, uh, just doing a little bit of housekeeping and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we doing went, a bit of housekeeping. We went to a, an e-vehicle show. Did some, uh, did some noshing, did some networking, net noshing. Um, yeah, gave, it was gave, great. Gave out business cards, made some TikToks. Did some skids. You, you did do some skids. I, I did. Yeah. I rode. I saw a video of you on a bike today. Yeah, well, I got one. on a one of those Super Seventy Threes for the first time. Have you seen them? They are they are the. I mean, I've seen it in the video, obviously. Yeah, they're like a they're like a street bicycle version of like would you say like an old Enfield or something like that? Yeah, that's pretty like, cool. Like, but yeah. it's a it's a bicycle, electric bicycle. Yeah, yeah but with a throttle. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically pretty. a motorbike. But are you? Is it? It's you don't need the license. Uh, no. not unmodded. So no, I I rode an electric unicycle. Fuck me, terrifying. That doesn't sound those like... those little one wheels. Have you seen it where you lean into them? Oh, those things. Yeah, I thought you meant that, like one with a saddle. <laughs> oh well, it's, I can't I can't imagine that could be any easier. I'd feel safer on a on an actual penny farthing like unicycle thing rather than one of with those the, with the saddle. Like if you fall, you just fall. You know. The other one, you just kind of stood up. Maybe you can, like, you know, fall into a run, if that makes sense. Uh, def- yeah. well, pa- they can do 60 miles an hour, so... There was, jo- ones jo- that that what? there was one we were looking at that... Is that even legal? Like, you can't use that, surely. Uh, I think I think legality is a bit of a grey area. Yeah. 60 miles an hour, that's 100k an hour for those who... Uh, how many How many is that in subways? Well, in an hour. Hmm. That's four Luxembourgs <laughs> a subway. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was very fun. It was very exciting, and um, got to do some skids. Made fun of some Tesla people. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've figured out the uniform for Tesla owners. In the, the, in the UK. In the UK. Yeah. It's the brown loafer shoes, dark navy trousers, uh, jeans, and like a pink shirt or like a lightly striped shirt. Mm-hmm. And if you walk around the Tesla owner section, it's just about 20 of those men just all polishing their their cars. But they may have Teslas in Oman. I'm not sure because they're, they're a huge petrol... Yeah, given that 40% of their uh, exports are petroleum-based. <laughs> um, I don't think they must. Is that all? I thought uh, it was going to be more. I think it might be. I don't know. I can't I remember. I think it's 40% of the world's... Oh, careful. No, I'd, I'm not even going to. have to get the Vulcan in really quick. Um, I know that 1% of their land is uh, arable. They're trying to improve that. Only 1%? Yeah. Wow. Very. There's only there's only like two parts of the country where you can have what, greenery, for want of a better word. There's the bit up north by Muscat, and then a bit down south next to Yemen called Salala? Salala? Yeah, sounds, we'll go, it sounds reasonable. Sounds, I probably got it in my notes, so I just can't be bothered to read. <laughs> um, so I, I do have figures on Oman and the gases and stuff. So it's not really Oman, but that... What's the uh, stra- Strait of Hormuz? Hormuz, yeah. Hormuz. Um, so one third of the world's liquid natural gases pass throughs there. Passes through there. One third. One third of the world's, and then twenty percent of the world's total oil production passes through that peninsula as well. It's like twenty-one k across at its now. No, twenty-one nautical miles across at its narrowest point. No idea what a nautical mile is and how it differs from a normal mile. No idea. Wetter, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. But the the space in that um Yeah, it's, straight, it's split, split, isn't it? Between yeah. three countries and you have to choose whose jurisdiction you yeah. go through, yeah. Mad. I wonder yeah. who chooses the Iran one. <laughs> Not the Americans. No, I doubt it. I've got some I've got a few little geography facts for you. Hit us. Um I got population here. I have got population. Four million this is in 2021. 4,590,000. And 1.3 of them in the capital. Really? Yeah, and that's, surround, like... That's not very many. Well, in the capital... Oh, well, I thought you said 1%. I was like, oh. No, 1.3. <laughs> million. Yeah, a million. That's all right. Yeah, it's a massive amount. Nin- 89.4% male literacy, 85.2% female literacy. That's all right. Dems like reading their books. And women live four, year younger, four years longer than men. 85% rural, urban. Yeah, 14.8 people per square kilometre. Oh, here's, here's the one for Ed. Area. <laughs> now time to play our favourite game. Let me get my calculator. Uh, so, 309,980 square kilometres. On, oh, Ashley. How, how many Luxembourgs is that? Put that in the comments below. Or, you know, whatever <laughs> whatever your country is. We're, we're, do that maths. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be a bunch of random numbers. Yeah, obviously, write, write the name of your country down. We don't want to guess. 309,000, you said. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a, take a stab at it and say it's... 20. 19. Luxembourgs. Are you serious? Three hundred and nine thousand. Yeah, that's one hundred and nineteen. 
Oh, Wait, how big is Luxembourg? Not big. Two, that, that's not oh, a figure 20, that oh, I wanted. 26. <laughs> 2,600. Oh, oh, okay. How many did you say? 30? 119. 309. Huh? What? what? Sorry. <laughs> we need a concrete big? answer, Ed. How many? How big is a man? 309,000. Oh, yeah, 319. Wow. Okay. okay. It's more than I was expecting. Yeah, well, that's a lot more than I was expecting. It's probably the size. Is it bigger than the UK? Nine. I, don't know. I have no idea how big the UK is. I don't. I don't look at these facts. So probably no. Um, they call it the last bastion of unspoiled Arabia. That's partly because of their uh, like architecture laws, isn't it? Do you read about this? Yeah. Like, no, I didn't. Yeah, they they basically don't allow shiny modern buildings like in like in the other oh. uh like in the arab like in the emirates yeah, in, in the Saudi. neighbors yeah. yeah so they keep it like you've got to paint it white or beige and it's in keeping with like national character and that's pretty and cool. identity and stuff mm. like that. it is the oldest oldest independent state in the arab world mm. so mm. when was it formed it has been ruled by the omani al-said family since 1744 so Did you hear what happened in 1974 so when the new ruler came, I no. Yeah, it was his son. Was it his son? We like deposed him. No, it did a coup. Got rid of his, got rid of his old man and took over the country. It what? might be his dad or it might be his grandfather. Was his dad mental? He was like wouldn't no, allow, wouldn't allow people to talk in the street for more than fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. And there was something else I can't remember what. It was some other batshit law. No offense. <laughs> that's, I mean that is that's ridiculous. weird. But, um, so you mean the current sultan's dad was crazy? I think the current sultan, no. No, because the current sultan's been sultan since the 1970s. Mm. I'm pretty sure 74, 6, I yeah. suppose, and because it's 4. So he's the longest serving ruler in the Middle East, Sultanate Qaboos. What's his name? His name's Sultan Qaboos bin Said. I've got a different name for the sultan. I've got that oh. one, Sultan Qaboos. i got Hatim bin Tariq al-Said. Mm. Have I researched the right country? <laughs> well, Al Said is the Al Said family. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got Kaboos Al Said as well. And it's also estimated that humans have been living in Oman for at least one hundred six thousand years, <laughs> making it one of the oldest human inhabited countries and on earth. Seventy six thousand years after that, they started drawing uh, Dan and Lesotho. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's that joke's never going to get old, is it? Yeah. Um, I want to know about what they eat, though, Ed. Oh, really? You do? I imagine it's quite ricey. <laughs> what if I hadn't done this research? It is ricey. There's rice in pretty much every well, dish they, I, I'd have, they just have. Told you about fish? the airport food there. I had. Oh yeah. <laughs> How was your time in Oman? <laughs> I, was at, I was at the airport for four hours. I drank two beers. It cost me twenty-five pounds. Worth it. Had indoor smoking rooms and I smoked. Even more worth it. And I watched my friend eat. Well, what looked like this, but in like a horrible plastic tray. Oh, cool. Yeah, I really, I really absorbed the culture. You actually need a license to drink in Oman. License to booze. I love that. Yeah. Who issues it? The government? Like... Uh, yeah, I guess so. Interesting. Old caboose. Right, so this food, as you said, a lot of rice. Pretty much every dish i found has got rice, but this is their national dish. Well, at least from what i found. found. Um, it's called truva. 
and it's slow roasted lamb, sheep or goat, or sometimes even camel, which is uh, bathed for up to 48 hours in baharat spice. Oh, I've had baharat. It's nice. Got some in the house. Really? Yeah, no, I have. Did you make it yourself or? No, I bought it from Tesco's, obviously. <laughs> Wait, you've got it? I've never heard this. Before. Yeah, little, little Tesco's by me, they sell it. <laughs> Do you have a, a big uh, Omani community around you? It's quite a big Yemeni community in Cardiff. Really? Yeah. Why would I make that up? <laughs> I thought it was an ongoing joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit... For the I mean, lols, Tom. That's yeah. why I thought you would have made it up. <laughs> but, um, so that blend is um, usually like cumin, coriander, chilli, cloves and nutmeg. It's delicious. Um, and it's very popular in Zanzibar, Bahrain and India. Well, we'll get to Zanzibar later as well. Fascinating yeah, history with Zanzibar. I saw something about that. Yeah, didn't the capital move there for like a, a few years because the sultan was like you know what don't like it here i'll go over to there Zanzibar. was there was a sultan in, in who like lived in zanzibar for a while from yeah. oman yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the omani empire later on no doubt no doubt that looks i mean not being a meat eater that looks fucking delicious oh yeah, yeah. it does um so does it come with a sauce it looks a bit it could be dry well it's it's kind of marinated in it isn't it it's for like 48 hours so i suppose yeah it doesn't come with an additional sauce. I, suppose. I guess it's a little pomegranate. It's giving us a little burst of juice. Yeah. I do love pomegranate. It's delicious. Yeah, and rice. I love everything in there. Did L- you? Lumps, is it? Do they have any other? Like, I'm sure exciting, they've got plenty of other ones. But this but is their I, national dish. But I haven't researched more than one. I was like, yeah, they'll, they'll do. Yeah, and also they have rice with everything. So I thought, you know what? I know they eat a lot of fish as well because they obviously. Are seafaring nation which can we'll get to later i I certainly will yes it's a bit of a mixed bag the okay we'll go with that one um it will kind of just lean on lead on to the others but these boats are um i mean i'm guessing that's a french word is that would you say that's is that french for boat yeah no well bateau but i'm not sure if that's french oh dow uh, <laughs> so there's Boutre, which is B-O-U-T-R-E, or Dao, um, which is the generic name for a number of tra- traditional sailing vessels with one or more masts um, that are used in the Red Sea or the Indian Ocean region. Um, and Omanis are... So you gave us a picture of a boat without masts? Uh, because this is the Oman version, Ed. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and they are the Omanis are renowned for being some of the greatest shipbuilders in the world. Um, Where do they get their wood from? That is such a good question. I imagine they've got. You are the right they, question. I know they have trees on the other side of the mountains, on this side of the mountains. Uh, yeah, but they only have like five. Well, that, that's why they have to be so good at it because they can't afford to fuck it up. True. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so they didn't only practice shipbuilding. Um, they also, uh, sorry, but they perfected it and their ships would sail around the world and some um, Omani cities like Sur were globally known as centres of ships and ship repairs and they are still regarded as some of the best ship builders and repairers on earth. But in terms of any sort of ship, was still just a wooden kind? Um, I would imagine they would just go with the technology, um, mm-hmm. but I can, can fact check that. Um, and yeah, all of their ships, not all of their ships, but a lot of their ships have kind of stood the test of time and <clears throat> still 
still sailing around the world in them. Yeah, and they refined the craft over over time and built some of the most significant naval ships which have been lauded for their versatility. Every intricate detail is meticulously looked into with nothing short of utter perfection. A bit like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are we are the Dow boats of uh, the podcast world. The podcast yeah. world, yeah. Slick. So w- uh, watertight. <laughs> so make sure you leave that like. Like and subscribe, kids. I I've seen pictures of the Dow boats. What were they yeah. like hung at the airport? <laughs> oh, no, on the internet <laughs> and stuff. They look beautiful. They do. They they. I mean, the generic boat. It's it's very similar to something like the Ungalawa or or something like that, which is just what's the Ungalawa? Ungalawa oh. is the one they use in Tanzania. Um, and it's basically a bed sheet. And it's it's a triangular sail, isn't it? But it's yeah. upside down. Is that right? I haven't got a clue. Oh my god. Yeah, I but, did a bit yeah. of reading of about about boats. Um The but, long the long the long side of the triangle's the vertical bit. Yes. I think that's the case for most sails, isn't it? Surely it has to be. I think so. Oh shit. So yeah, the the facts were thin on the ground. For, for Oman for me <laughs> I um I found that I yeah love boats yeah me too nothing, nothing is else. that the start of a segue or no no it's not it's not any, any it's chance. just a fact like a statement I love boats um while we are ocean faring I'll just jump into my next one because it applies so in 2018 um just behind edge you can see a humpback whale breaching and it's a bit of a mixed bag with how healthy it is. Um, scientists in 2018 uh, said that the Gulf of Oman contained one of the world's largest marine dead zones, where the oxygen, where the ocean contains little to no oxygen, and marine life, marine wildlife cannot exist. On the other hand, it's a really, really well-known place to go and see ocean life, like cetaceans, like whales and and dolphins, um, and you get. Brides whales, uh, blue whales, humpbacks, sperm whales, uh, killer whales, dolphins, melon-headed whales, I didn't even know was a thing. Um, and it's just really, really important for for the species. So why is it, does it have dead zones? Why is it? I think to... just because of all the shipping traffic. There'd be so much coming through there okay. that they're probably just isn't pushed it, into this. Isn't it like the second busiest waterway in the world or something? Christ. No, it's not. It's not the second or third. It's really. It would busy. be up there. Yeah, it's not like straight to Malacca or like the English Channel. The English Channel, Swiss Canal, Panama Canal. Swiss Canal. Suez. Oh yeah. Yeah, Swiss but where's Canal. where's the Suez Canal come out? Yeah, there. So I guess so it's all the, the Suez same. Canal traffic's yeah. coming. You buggers. The um, little piracy. Further down. Further. Yeah. Down oh yeah. Up. Further down, you'd have loads, but I think up there is. It's so regulated. It's too monitored. Yeah. yeah. Well, piracy. <laughs> it's the opposite. Um, and another really important thing is um, green turtles migrate to uh, Raz al Jin's beach to lay their eggs, and they're endangered, and it's one of the biggest breeding grounds for green turtles on Earth. Oh, that's cool. Mm. It's a little bit, it's almost a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? That there's such like fantastic sort of assortment of, of water-based beasts, yeah. but yet the sea's practically dead. So they're just all passing through. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. It's just a really odd 
combination of healthy and, well, dead. It's bizarre. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure why the turtles specifically go there. They normally go to places that are like volcanic, so the sand's warm. But I guess it's I mean, boiling there as well. Must be quite warm, yeah. Yeah. It's quite, uh, an interesting fact about um, turtles hatching, not really anything to do with Oman, is that over the last kind of hundred years, because of like street lights and light pollution, turtles have started going into la- like when they hatch, they go inland because they see all the lights, and they're normally synced up with lunar cycles. So the moon would be out at sea, oh. and they would follow out the moon into the water. But that's horrible. Yeah, um, just walking, walking, can't find the sea. Yeah, sometimes. The turtles go inland. Would you say turtles are insane, Thomas? I <laughs> oh, I don't want to do my German accent. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes they can they can display the characteristics of someone who could be called insane. <laughs> but then someone just has to turn out the streetlights for you to understand. Yeah, Ed. What do you reckon about that? That's very really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Both the accent and what you said, incredible. Thank you. Uh, maybe, maybe for a little like extra bit, me and me and Kev will talk about the German guy at the at the place we stayed on. The oh weekend. my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, another, what was his name? Another st- Henko. Henko. No, Haiku. An electric, Haiku. Haiku. An electric vehicle. Oh, he's a, he was a tester. Yeah, yeah. Haiku. Uh, you mean Haiku? Yeah. Yeah, he was. That's uh, a German name, right? Yeah, very yeah. German. Well, uh, we'll stick that in the Patreon. Shout out to Heiko. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably not watching. He's playing with the screens. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he might be watching our episode on the, on his Tesla screen. Could do. Could do. Shout out to Heiko. Is it just Heiko? Heiko. Heiko. Heiko is... Uh... How come you know what his name is better than us? <laughs> <laughs> there is think, a... Because Heiko is a Japanese poem. <laughs> there is a a German... I'm pretty sure it's an expert for now because he must be quite old. Um, who's... You know, there's like cult, like not good footballers, but like kind of cult heroes, really. Like, uh, well, like ones who smoke a lot and go on the piss. Yeah, but he he wasn't like that. It was more like he was um, just a very strong defender. His name is Heiko Westermann. And, and a lot of people just made, like, I don't know, it was just funny for a few years. There's um, got to be a haiku how... with vests in that. <laughs> there was a man with a vest. What is a haiku again? It's like that poem with like a specific I, I amount of syllables. I don't, I don't know the number of syllables. It, but it doesn't, it doesn't even sound good. Like yeah, it just, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's technically impressive. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I don't have any more facts about wildlife. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that was it. Like got, five minutes in. I've let's got pack our bags. Asiatic <laughs> leopards. Oh, Asiatic leopards. Their really? uh, national animal is an oryx. Well, there you go. You've got all your facts. An Arabian oryx is the national animal of Oman. The endangered Arabian oryx is a white antelope with a unique shoulder bump, long straight horns, and a tufted tail. So that's the Arabian oryx. They don't have anything. Surely, when when you're a country, oh, they got they got a chameleon as well. Surely that would be more interesting as in, like if you have your national animal, then pick a goat. I don't know. Hey, like, it's an antelope. Get yes, it right. yeah, well, it's it a powerful like a symbol. Though. But they're powerful. They're long horns. They're endangered. 
they look they Fucking look endangered endangered is not exactly the most powerful thing ever no they, i know but they're you look literally at, dying I, I, okay. look at a chameleon imagine that on a crest with his it's bonk a, eyes and its curly tail it's more than... no okay <clears throat> ed you think about it like this right you, the animal on your crest needs to be something regal and I think <laughs> chameleon. a chameleon is not regal. Whereas an antelope, side on, big fuck off horns. You think stick that in the bank? No, we're we're calling it a day. More so than a leopard, in my opinion. No. Yeah, yeah they've got leopards. Why the fuck is, you, is yeah, the leopard not a national animal? Leopards just—they seem just a little bit. What's the word? Crass. <laughs> they just contrived, you know. Yeah, Tri- the triads. <laughs> <laughs> I think. It's specifically, it's not specifically Omani, but it's more Omani than a leopard is. Yeah, deal with that. Okay, no. Personally, anyway, I I think a chameleon would look fucking stupid on it. But now, the more I think about it, the more I want to see a chameleon on a crest. (laughs) Or imagine, like, the best way for me to imagine uh, an animal, like, being a national animal in particular, put on a flag or something is i look at the welsh flag and i replace with the same colors in red and stuff like that and i replace whatever animal and i put that on the, that flag a chameleon on the welsh flag would be funny I'd, yeah it'd it be a cool flag yeah but wales isn't a joke to most <laughs> um well it's a few mm. um yeah but uk's got a unicorn is it one of their national animal and animals so really yeah, yeah some <laughs> what i don't know what is scotland not... is but i thought that was I mean, scotland Oh, no. maybe it's a Scottish thing. No, I think it's England. And, no, it must be Scotland because England's the lion, isn't it? I think we have a lion and a unicorn. Have all of the animals that don't exist in the UK or us. in the world. I'll check those facts. I'll just read a list of all the national <laughs> animals on Earth. Um, it's going to be a long list. Moving away a little bit from animals, um, I haven't got light things to talk about this week. That's a mosque in the background. Um, you, you guys... M- I think I've mentioned it in the podcast previously that I, I listen to a lot of Islam podcasts. Oh, uh, not podcasts, yeah, yeah, Islam yeah. YouTubes. Um, and then when we found out we were going to talk about Oman, Oman is fascinating when it comes to Islam because it is it has uh, a majority who are not one of the, the sort of prominent, well-known sects of Islam or traditions of Islam. So, so we probably don't know it. Well, you probably know Sunnis and yeah. Shias. But the third biggest one is the baddies, and uh, the they baddies, the baddies, the baddies, the baddies. Careful, Ed, you're insulting people's religion. <laughs> True, <laughs> so. and saying the baddies as well is really not great. They look good, these baddies. So yeah, it's really fascinating. The baddies like it's not it's not really a simple Islam with like like compared to like whenever you, whenever people describe uh, people who don't know anything about islam of which i count myself describe the different sects or traditions of islam you try and think of it through the way like you learn about christianity so you're like oh Sunnis are a bit like catholics Shia is a bit like protestants and they're going at it um but it's a bit more complicated than that because it's like lots more history and, and stuff like that and like how you practice um <clears throat> so i've got some facts I'm not bore you too much um so the ibadi is a moderate survivor um, of a radical uh, Karajite movement, uh, which was Islam's first ever subgroup. It's the o- Oman is the only Ibadi majority country in the world, with three quarters of the world's global Ibadis. Uh, there are some in Algeria, Tunisia, 
and Zanzibar. Uh, like Sunni and Shiite, the succession, the succession of leadership following the Prophet started that the distinction. So, sorry, go back a sentence. You've lost me. <clears throat> so, it's too many words. How how all really basic? How all of Islam, the traditions of Islam, started is bickering over who's going to be the next leader after Muhammad died. Um, the Sunnis believe that, oh God, please someone in the comments correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the Sunnis believe that it should be run by the, the leader of the tribe of Muhammad's people, whose name I can't remember, the Quranis maybe. Um, Shias believe it should be the, it should be hereditary through his daughter, Fatima, so the the leader of oh, that bit, Imam. But Ibadis believe it should be someone who comes to power by merit, not divine. Oh God, I'm confused now. It's like vote, voted in or... Um, it's very de democratic of, of a religion. Divine. Uh, by merit, yeah. Not by blood or divine selection. Um, that makes sense. So yeah, not that I agree with all of it, but that makes makes total sense. Um, Given that we're doing a quick uh, Islam history history lesson, can you just remind? Not this is, I'm not testing you. I just forgot. You just remind me uh, what the Iranians Ir tend to be majority Shia, and I think and, they're like they're, I think they're twelve are Shias, which is different. There's lots of there's lots of different types of Shias, but I think they're twelve are. So they follow the teachings of the twelfth okay. Imam, because it's all succession. Right. So you have like fivers, twelvers, etc. It's it's a lot of history to be honest. It's a lot of really oh, dull stuff. Um, but I find it very interesting. When I fall asleep to it. Um, no, well, it's you fall asleep. To I've, it. I've I've learned more about Islam in the last three minutes than I did in school. Uh, but yeah, the cool thing is that they started off mega radical. So apparently they killed like Ibadis or the breakaway the people that Ibadis broke away from, killed Ali, who was one of the main, like the next successors to Muhammad. And so they were seen at, their, at the time in like the 700s as super radical extremists. But now they've sort of changed into being like one of the most tolerant of all of the, well, again, this is a generalization, but they're seen as being very tolerant. Oh God, Ed's yawning. Oh, shit. <laughs> if, I, if I had chalk, I'm doing into classroom. the microphone next time. Um, I've been you. <laughs> so, 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 Amani, so, Amman is an incredibly to religiously tolerant country. Like the the Sultan has has uh, built um, churches for Catholics and Protestants, and they're wow. um, yeah, they're generally seen as really opening. Uh, I know of quite not quite a few, but I, people I know that move to the Middle East. Well, that's expats and stuff. They usually, like, a lot of them go to, obviously, like, you've got the Emirates and, like, Dubai and stuff like that. But a lot of people actually go to Oman. Isn't, like, 45% of the country expat? That's probably, that's possible, yeah. What, Oman? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Fuck. Mostly, like, Indian and Zanzibar, but quite mm. a lot of, like, European expats. Um, so that's my really bad history of, of Islam. It's fascinating. Learn more. It's not as it's not as basic as you think, audience. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. speaking of radicalism, um, 
Oman is a terrorism-free country. It's probably because the Ibadis are so yeah. chill. According to the Global Terror Terrorism Index, Oman is one of the safest and most secure countries in the Arab world. In the last report in 2016 to 2017, Oman came near last on the list with a score of zero. Go Oman. Fuck yeah. Yeah. They're not held by like, the neighbours. <laughs> well, no, that's, no. That's, well that's, to the north and to the west. They're seen as sort of like, them and Jordan are seen as like the yeah. the stable, dependable. Forget about it. Friendly people in the family. Even though they got a really dark past. Yeah. Do you know what you read about their their role in the slave trade? No. <laughs> so they were heavily involved in the in the East African slave trade, um, which is the exact opposite of the West African slave trade. Um, <laughs> uh, What's the complete opposite? Well, well continentally opposite. Um, and uh, it's estimated that the East African slave trade took more slaves than the West African. Where did they go? Uh, West Africa and the Emirates. Wait, the, the East... African slaves went to West Africa. No, no. So, so taking East Africans and then enslaving them either in other parts of East Africa or taking them to the Emirates to be slaves. Oh, yeah. oh shit! Really? Which is where we'll get to my next little fact: the language Swahili. Ed hasn't got a picture for this for reasons we won't go into. We will go into it. Yeah, let's go into so, it. Let's have this argument. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Right. I'm going to say my points first. Um, feel free to leave in the com your opinion in the comments. Um, so usually, Tom and Kev get their own pictures. They send them in, but Tom was busy today, so he was just like, "Okay, Ed, can you get me pictures of this, this, and this?" The third thing was Swahili, and as you may know, Swahili is a language. So I just replied with, "How?" I might have add added the fuck, but how? Don't think you did because you're well mannered. <laughs> yeah take that Ed <laughs> that's so bad um, how do you want me to find a picture of a language and then I put my phone away set this all up so that we could all record in happiness and just create this amazing content uh, did look at my phone when uh, Tom replied saying picture of a dictionary whoa Tom he mimicked your voice that's not how I sound <laughs> um <laughs> It's difficult though because, like, I get what you're saying, Ed, and <laughs> you know, you could have done a cursory Google image search and found some pictures. But I did actually. Why didn't you put one on then? Because it wasn't good. And then you could have Googled Swahili dictionary. It'd be better than the fucking picture I gave you. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> so Swahili, you might be thinking, hold on. That's a, that's a language they speak in Africa. For me, that's I, exactly what I was thinking. I, I was thinking, so for me, Swahili is like Rwanda and all those countries, so yeah. more like yeah. southern, central, well, it East all, Africa. It all goes back to the uh, the Sultan, the Sultanate of Muscat, which was the Omani Empire we alluded to. Because uh, Oman controlled almost the whole of the, the, the southern and eastern portion of Ara the Arabian Peninsula, and then pretty much all of Somali, like half all the way down to Zanzibar. That was all controlled by the Sultanate. Um, so and what they needed to do was communicate with the people who lived there. And obviously Arabic is very different to like the Bantu languages of that part of East Africa. So yeah. So Swahili was basically invented as like an in-between language. 
So a lot of oh. a lot of like Bantu words and grammar, not Bantu grammar and structure, um, and a lot of Arabic loan words. So it became a lingua franca between the Sultanate and then the local people. That's so Swahili doesn't really have any national like natural speakers, and it still it still continues as a a lingua franca in in that part of of, of East Africa. So stop you there, lingua franca. Uh, a common language used by multiple people groups for mutual understanding. A synergy. Yeah, like how French used to be. Everyone used to speak French in the 1700s because everyone else spoke French. Mm. So it's like, that's why it's called French tongue. Ah, yeah. okay. And now it's turning to English. Yeah, so English is the lingua franca. English! It might be Chinese and well, Mandarin in the future. Oh, no, Mandarin's far too hard for people to learn to be a lingua yeah, franca. Yeah, it has to be a fairly basic language. But Swahili isn't basic. I suppose it's quite hard. Well, I suppose it depends to who, to to whom is True. trying to learn yeah, it. I guess. Um, so that's Swahili. It's fascinating. That, that is, is. Yeah, I uh, didn't know anything about that. Did that... either of you read about enclaves and exclaves? Oh, <gasps> yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, I didn't read like much. Like I, I looked at. The, it was one sentence. I don't know how much more you can read into it. Maybe you've got. <laughs> I haven't got anything. I've just got exclaves? Question mark. They've got huh. one. I've forgotten what it's They've, called. Yeah. Well, let me let me find it. But haven't they got right, like a... So, apart from obviously their main chunk of land, uh, there's also the Musandam Governorate, which is an exclave which sits at the north tip of the peninsula, just above the UAE, uh, which obviously is removed from the rest of the country by quite a distance as well. Like, it's not <laughs> really... Is it, is it all the UAE around it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little... Um, and then there's Mada or Madha, I don't actually know how to pronounce this. Mada. Mada. Um, a tiny pocket of land which is part of the Musandam governorate, uh, but separate from it. So basically, it's the exclave's exclave. Um, right. And it's lying halfway between the main exclave and Oman proper. Yeah, but did you know that within that exclave, there's an enclave for the UAE? <laughs> No, I didn't. Second order which, enclaves, which, baby. Which exclave then? The main one or the... No, the little one. Okay. The little, little one in the middle. This is when we were getting... When we were talking about enclaves in the episode of Lesotho. That's where we were getting with the the nuances of enclave. But encla- it's just the perspective, really. If you're a country and you've we've, got a we've bit already, of your country... We've already ploughed this field. I, 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 I feel listened dead. to that bit, actually, and I made no sense when I said it last week. Yeah, it doesn't make the same any thing sense. Twice. But it's, it literally is just a perspective. If you're one country and one bit of your country is in another country, that's your exclave. But that is an enclave in that other country. Yeah. So it's just like... But isn't it by other... definition like a true enclave is... Lesotho? No, that's an that's an enclaved country, and we we. Oh, we, this is it, right. It's, okay. it's it's an enclave for for South Africa's perspective. It's an enclave. But if South Africa had the little bit of South Africa in Malawi, that would be a South African exclave. But what about people who aren't from South Africa or Lesotho? <laughs> what like, like Luxembourgish people? Yeah. What where, do you where, where do you stand? An enclave or an exclave? Well, then it's an exclave. The the enclave is just the perspective of. No, I know, but so are you joking? Or... Is, I don't know. Is Lesotho an exclave? So, from our perspective, is that no. what you? It's an enclave country, right? Okay, I think that's what he said. 
Okay. I'm just trying to get right. to the but bottom I'm, of your right. opinion. Okay, I've, I've an exclave it. cannot be a sole thing. An exclave m- has to be part of something bigger <laughs> from somewhere no, else. Yeah, yeah. So is it? So Lesotho, so Lesotho can't be an exclave because it, it it is itself. It is, yeah. <laughs> so is it is it fair to say that Mada is an exclave of Oman, enclaved within the UAE? Yeah, I think so. Within which sits a second order exclave of oh, the UAE. Off. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, honestly, I'm annoyed I even asked oh. the question. <laughs> don't don't hate the don't hate the players, Kev. Hate the game. I hate you both. And the game. And the game. The game's terrible. It's a lot of hate. Loads of words. Don't like words. It's like pictures of animals. But That's you also it. don't like numbers according to the last episode. No, I can't remember which episode. Well, you don't like memory. So <laughs> should we have should we have a little bit of uh a bit of a bit of levity now. Do you wanna do you wanna do guest story? Yeah. Yeah. Is, you is, say... is from Oman. Guest stories. Guest stories. Stories. There from it is. The That's the there it is. That's it. <laughs> okay. This week's guest story is from Patrick. And it is actually from within Oman. Oh I God. think it's Oman proper, so it's not within an enclave, which is also an exclave, which is has an enclave. <sighs> I don't actually know where it's from. Really? It's Oman. Okay, Patrick's story from Oman. Me and my friend had been out for a few drinks. They must have had a license. And then we're heading over <laughs> to our friend's parents' place to drop off the car and continue the party, as their parents were away that night. The villa was in a gated community, and they had us had sent us a location pin, And they opened the gate remotely as we arrived and we drove to the pin location. When we got there, the garage door was open, so we drove the car straight into the garage. We jovially got out of the car, and it was at this point that we noticed our friend open the villa door opposite the one we had parked in. The secret police, plainclothes officers, started to appear from every angle shouting in Arabic, and it turns out we'd driven into the villa of Colonel Gaddafi's daughter, who came to Oman after fleeing Libya. What the fuck? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Once the mistake slash confusion was understood by everyone, we moved the car out of the garage, then carried on the party at my friend's parents' villa. The next day, secret police moved into the villa next door to our friend's parents and remained there until they left Oman many years later. Whoopsie. Ah. Holy shit. By the chances. Of all of the houses... Of all of the gin joints in the world, <laughs> Colonel Gaddafi's daughter. So why does she leave her garage doors open? That's just not very safe, is it? Because She's no fucking to... idiot would go into her garage. And this no is, offense, uh, Patrick. Um, <laughs> I assume this is, this is a euf- garage is a, euf- a euphemism for, for pussy, isn't it? <laughs> uh, also, like, yeah, you've got you've got Omani secret police guarding you. Plus, it's got the lowest rate of terrorism in the world. You're you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Until someone like Until Patrick some, says <laughs> He went in. You he went in. And got out the car. That's, yeah. that's brilliant. Imagine just parking, getting out of your car, and then you're looking at your rearview mirror, and you see your friend opening the door like, on the other side of the street, like, what, what, what's going on? Well, I'll be back. It could be worse. It could be Gaddafi's actual house. Yeah, well, yeah, you probably walked. You probably got out the got out the the car door, looked around the garage, and was like, "Why does my friend's dad look so much like Gaddafi? <laughs> <laughs> Why has he got so many medals?" 
Yeah. Wow, that was wow, that, that was impressive. That, that, that took point? a hard turn. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't at what expecting. point did you expect it to go? Like, did you expect it to go wild? Or like, what? What did you? Because obviously, I knew I this th- story before I, we I, got I, read it. I thought it was going to be a bit like Sam's from Nairobi um, mm-hmm. when he got when he got arrested and left his mate for dead. Um, but it was it was sounding very flat for the first two thirds, and then you hit the final third, and it's just like right, there's <laughs> there's Gaddafi. I wonder if they ever went round hers for like barbecue or anything like that. I wonder if she was a good neighbour. Maybe. Was he? Do she, well, yeah. <laughs> Do she puts on a good spread? There it is. Oh, well, that was, that's one of my favourites, actually. Yeah. One of my favourite guest stories. It was short, Perfect. it was short, but it packed a punch. Well done, Patrick. Thank you very much, Patrick. 10 out of 10. Oh, no, wait, no. Whoa, five whoa, out whoa. of seven Valiums. Sorry. Oh, no, no. What will we give it? Needs to give it a good score. Three out of five Revolutions. That's all right. It's all right. Um, Revolutions. Libya. I'll, oh. I'll call it. Oh, yeah. I'll call it four and a half out of six botched plastic surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like both of those. I'm happy with either scale. <laughs> we'll just call it six six out of nine foot long subways. <laughs> <laughs> like a Rui. Um that was brilliant. I, I imagine. I imagine that gated complex was, uh, shall we say, plush. Mm. Um, as opposed to what? As, as opposed Tom. to uh, the type of accommodation offered by our weekly sponsor, the one and only Alpha Guesthouse, Bristol's premium guesthouse accommodation service. Sorry, I was just trying my hardest not to come to completion after that smoothest segue oh, that's ever existed <laughs> and best introduction ever as well yeah this this is of course alpha the alpha guest house international brought to you in association with the alpha guest house uh, we wish actually if you're this, a sponsor th- if you want to sponsor please sponsor this is the actual place the uh al musafir hotel um straight in with a headline absolutely disgusting Ooh. Nice. I like the headlines. This is a terrible hotel. If you can call it that. I checked in and checked out within three hours. The room is dirty, the bed is disgusting, and the bathroom is shocking. There are key locks on the doors, and anyone could have had a spare key and walk in at any time. There's no restaurant, no elevator, no other facilities. This place, so far, it seems like oh, it's just a bit of a shit hotel. So I guess that this place is also well known by locals and expats for its willingness to host extracurricular activities of the casual liaison type. <laughs> is that actually how they phrased it? Yeah, I'm reading this is verbatim. In fact, you could go as far as calling it a brothel. <laughs> it is not safe. What was can you tell us the name of the reviewer? Their oh, username. I c- I, I have my copy and paste. Oh, okay, in, sorry. Um, so this is the next one. The worst hotel in Oman. This was by far the worst hotel in Oman. There were bugs everywhere on the floor, on my nightstand, even in my bed. The AC was the oldest thing I ever saw. There was a fridge in the room, but it wasn't working. And there were bugs in there too. The hotel was difficult to find. Parking space near the hotel. Parking, boring. At least the Wi-Fi was working properly. In general, I wouldn't mind conditions that much. But if the price was set accordingly... This is this hotel is definitely not good value for money or choice. Two things. Yeah. First review. Brilliant. What's the problem with having key locks? I mean, it's not every hotel can have like card keys. 
key is that what the problem was? No, I don't understand actually that bit. So, key, there are key locks on the doors and everyone could have a spare key and walk in at any time. True, that's how keys work. That yeah. is uh, how keys work. So. I think... If you're focusing on that part of the of the review as the worst bit, then you're, you're well, missing. I, I, I'm <laughs> just commenting. I'm just uh, reacting. It second I, thing, second review. The AC, the oldest thing they've ever seen in a in a country like Oman that has traditional <laughs> architecture. Don't I know. think that's a blatant lie. Well, you sent me, you sent us loads of videos of ancient Greek technology, didn't you, Ed? So who what? knows? Remember those videos you sent us on on the TikToks or whatever? You sent us a video of ancient Greek technology. Do you remember this? Have oh, I, that might have been no, me. Or was that you? Where they had like the the alarm and the doorbell. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, 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 that was Kev. That was Kev. Yeah, sorry. I apologise. Apologise. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Um, oh, so so maybe you're, what you're saying is that the AC might be like some old technology, like from like ancient times. Yeah, it's just someone with a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's why. And that person is ancient. And that's yeah. why that's why you need all the key locks because you can't. That person can't leaf all day. Yeah, he's got to go off and do his afternoon prostituting <laughs> yeah I thought when you said what's wrong with I thought you were going to say casual liaisons well what is wrong with that nothing yeah. yeah I don't know if they charge hourly but yeah room by the hour oh I'm, I'm sad to not hear about any staff and staff I don't know they seem might be nice might, be might, nice might people, not yeah. be nice um and that is uh, the Al Musafir Hotel. Good job. Well done, you. International Alpha Guest House. I've got a single other, other thing I was going to talk about. Right. About quicksand. Very quickly. It's a place called the Um Al Samim, which is Arabic for the mother of poisons. That's a cool name. That got your attention. Uh, it is... A, it's basically a, a bit where all of the the mountain and spring waters drain into the desert. Um, so it's created this, effectively created a bog, which has got a semi-permanent hard sandy crust. So it it's like a giant quicksand pool. So you wouldn't tell. You can't tell. Um, and it's like treacherous. Like loads of people in cars will fall in. The car will fall in. You don't have to scramble out. Um you gotta be really careful navigating it. Um, For our viewers, obviously, you can see that we've got a picture that does not resemble the description that Tom has given. Uh, but when you Google quicksand and go to uh, pictures and rank them by size, so you've got enough pixels for it to be clear, there's not many options. So we just got this white guy on the like, beach. Looks like he's having a great time. Who's uh, having a great time? But he is up to his knees in quicksand, right? Yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah. So you just have to believe us. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Talking right. about um, high-quality pictures. pictures. Yeah. Ooh. Ed fucked up again, clearly. I, did, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I asked for a picture of... Uh, you didn't ask of, <laughs> for shit. <laughs> so I provided a really, really grainy picture of uh, a meteor, which I thought was impressive, but... Uh, it's not. Um, so within the last 10 years, Oman has yielded almost one-fifth of the world's meteorites. What? Like, from the Earth? What, do you have a massive magnet or something? I don't know. A hoard of more than 5,000 samples weighing four tonnes. Um, and obviously what, total? Most... Or every sample? Uh, within the last 10 years. 
Yeah, there's not been there's not been five thousand, four thousand ton meteorites found. So over the last ten years, it's so it, four tons of meteors. Okay, meteorites. Sorry, um, and obviously, me, uh, most meteorites are fragments of asteroids. Some which actually contain organic matter, um, and some meteorites preserve information on the chemical makeup of the solar system before planets were formed. Has nothing to do with Oman. Um, Apart from the fact that it was found there. Yeah. And there were some pretty important finds in Oman, um, and it included one-third of all known lunar meteorites and a oh. handful of specimens from Mars. Oh, that's amazing. That's pretty cool. Um, and amateurs found the first meteorites in Oman from Mars. I read that they found the precursor um, proteins, the DNA, in meteors recently. Did they? Yeah, so it, so it sort of sparks that, like, seeded life hypothesis oh shit I didn't know that and also China grew a plant on the moon <laughs> true true story what yeah China grew a plant on the moon they took a they took a plant up in their moon rover gave it a bit of water gave it a splish splash and it grew oh it's not, I don't think it's taken roots I think it's just in like a, a bowl yeah I hope so because I'm sure that would like contaminate something yeah well I don't know it's the moon it's probably sterile that's fuck all going on up there, isn't it? Yeah, not much. Mm. Don't even exist. <laughs> I didn't do a cryptid, uh, a cryptozoology one uh, this time. I forgot. Oh, I, I uh, think there's some. I I started reading some, oh, and then I just mate. took a big step back because I think you shouldn't have done. I, think I, they I had some interesting stuff. What type of thing do you reckon they'd have there, Ed? If you if you based on what you've learned about Oman, what's their what's their um, mythical beast? It must be something that is. Um trying to stop people from consuming alcohol. What, a licensing authority? <laughs> <laughs> Just a guy with like, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know, uh, to be honest. I think a sea banshee or something. Uh, it might be that. something from the sea. Or, or no, actually. Of the ship seafarers. It, it, it must be something, um, it's like the the one you told about, you told about whales where you grew up uh, with a marsh. Oh, well, uh, with a bog. But the same one for that quicksand thing. Oh, that's thing. a good one, yeah. yeah. Well, it could be like the... Um, the bog monster. Like the worms from Dune. Yeah, yeah. Shyhulud. Is that what he's called in Dune? Mm. Oh. That's one of the names they give it. Oh, I love that film. Massive fucking weird. I've got a couple quick things that I thought, you know what, I'm going to get this as my picture. But now this will literally take two, 10 seconds. The capital's flag is literally just a red rectangle. Keep it keep it simple. Um, and also, uh, there's no railways. Yeah, I read this. No man, none. They're, build, none, they're building one though. They're build, yeah, they, they will be in the future. But at the to moment. get round to it. <laughs> and uh, there's four UNESCO World Heritage sites: the Bala Fort, which I think is this, uh, which is an impressive, not very colourful fort in the mountains. Uh, looks very cool though. Uh, and the archaeological site of Bat, and then there's Al Qutm Al Ain, and then the exceptional irrigation system of Al Aflaj, which I thought you would be talking about, so I didn't do any research. <laughs> oh, sweet! Um, I know the, t the tube of Job, Job off the Bible, is there as well. I don't know. I don't know what Job did. No, I had that. I thought you were going to be talking about 
history, so I kind of didn't read oh, up on it. So I feel like I've I mean, really we let the side but- Yeah, we've butchered Oman, this one, but I've had fun. I think we're doing Listen ourselves a disservice. I'm trying to see if there's any more. Uh, Parliament, it's uh, the Sultanate's parliamental, isn't it? Yeah, but they can get rid of it. No. No? No, yeah, it is. Oh, I don't know. Uh, you need permission from the government to marry anyone that isn't Omani. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Keep it in the family. Um, well, I hope not. Well. <laughs> Where are we going next? We're going to Bhutan next. That's it. That's it. So see you see you next week then. See you in Bhutan. See you, hope see you, liked you it. next week, yeah. I'm going to be wearing the same t-shirt next week, just an FYI. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot as well. <laughs> so uh, I, am I, am I the only person who remembered? <laughs> no, just my, uh, the two people, the one person who doesn't work in media, is anyone can remember to bring fucking continuity <laughs> into this place. And on that note, see you in Bhutan. Yeah, see you in Bhutan. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 